The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Joanne Mercier. Hello, Joanne. Hey, Dom. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. Father Corey, uh, also Father Corey Stika, uh, how are you doing? I am doing well, and how are you doing, Dom, now that we can have you for this? I'm yes. glad you're running it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it is great to be back. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be back every every week, but uh, hopefully, I think, I think I think I'm finally back. Uh, I wanted to, up front, I'll t- tell you about why, where I've been and, and uh, what's been going on and some things I've learned about in the tech realm in that process, but uh, we'll get to that in a sec. But before we do, I do want to let the audience know about a another great show on the StarQuest Network that you will definitely enjoy called The Secrets of Stargate. It covers Mm -hmm. uh, the wonderful Stargate franchise, the 10 seasons of Stargate SG-1, the, I think it's either four or seven seasons of Stargate. Five five seasons of Atlantis Atlantis and two seasons of of, uh, Universe. The sadly truncated uh, Stargate Universe. Uh, They are... uh, uh, it's a great panel. They have a lot of fun. Father Corey's there and Victor and mm-hmm. Jack and Lisa. And I'm, I'm loving that and watching Stargate along with you as you guys review that. And it's a great podcast. So check it out. Uh, it's wherever you find fine podcasts or at sqpn.com slash Stargate. So uh, let's get to the, the uh, our business t- today. I want to start by kind of saying I'm glad to be back. It has been... <laughs> I think <laughs> seven weeks at this point that I've been gone, uh, almost two months. So About what happened? Yeah, yeah. It, in the in a nutshell, I'll I'll keep this very short. Uh, we had uh, a plumbing accident in our house, le- water leak everywhere. Uh, we had to move out. We've been uh, uh, staying in rental properties for the past seven weeks, and or a, a lent uh, someone's vacation home. They lent us for one week. Uh, we've been in. Three different places heading to our fourth this coming week, but hopefully we'll be back. We'll be back in our home soon. And in all that time, I've had to kind of do my job from the road. Uh, I I couldn't really record podcasts on the road. I just there were none of the places we stayed had a area that was quiet enough and secluded enough to be a podcast studio. So that was the one thing I had to always keep coming back to the house to do. But everything else I've been doing on the road, and I started off with a 2019 MacBook Pro. That's one I've been using for a while. Um, and I I got a, a monitor, and I'll tell you about the monitor in, a, in our next segment, but I got a monitor to go with it because <laughs> I tell you it's hard to edit uh, multi-track audio on a very 14-inch MacBook screen. Um, and quickly realized that I needed something with more power than the MacBook Pro because it was having trouble driving the big screen. And I realized that was the the the, the problem there. Uh, and so I'll tell you about what I did for that also in a minute in our next segment. Uh, but but I also realized that I needed something more. I needed my Magic Trackpad. I love the Magic Trackpad from Apple. Uh, I don't like using a mouse in general because um, I get hand cramps. I have stubby thick fingers and so and my hand cramps if i use a mouse for too long so uh, i i've been going back and forth with my magic trackpad between home and where we're staying and i realized i don't know apple's gonna fix this but you can't it's hard to use one trackpad between two different computers so when i i connect it via bluetooth to one computer when i take it back to the other one even if that one computer is not nearby it doesn't want to connect it sees it but it won't connect to it and so then I have to disconnect it, you know, uh, delete it from the Bluetooth preferences and using another mouse, so, uh, oh. you have to add it back in. And that's one thing I want to recommend to everyone. Always have a wired mouse, not a Bluetooth mm. mouse. Always have a wired mouse and a wired keyboard as backup. Cheap, whatever the cheapest thing you can find is, have it in a closet, in a in your bag, computer bag or something. But there will be times when you have a computer like a laptop is, you know, it's got the, them built in, but like a, a Mac mini or an iMac, if 
or or other Windows versions of that, um, you you get into trouble. You will not be able to connect. And now there's there's supposed to be ways where booting up, if it doesn't detect it, it it'll want it'll say, hey, I see a trackpad. You want to add it? I see a keyboard. You want to add it? But that I've I've not found that reliable. A wire always works. <laughs> so that's my mm-hmm. first first recommendation. Um, so the another th- tech thing that we discovered is, is when we want to watch TV, it's kind of tricky because everything is like, you know, most rental places or hotels have TVs connected to cable. But I want to watch my Disney Plus or my Netflix or my Apple TV Plus. I got my iPad and I've got a, a, a dongle that allowed with an HDMI port. So that worked out. But sometimes I need better audio than what's available. So I have a JBL Boombox, which is a big uh, Bluetooth speaker. But if I had any kind of Bluetooth speaker. And so what I've done is is I Bluetooth that to either the iPad or my laptop. And that provides the really nice sound for whatever show or movie we're watching. So that's pretty good. So always have an HDMI cable. with you and some way of listening to the audio. Some TVs will grab the audio through the HDMI cable and some won't. Um, my iPad sends audio to the TV, but my laptop, my MacBook, didn't, which is interesting. I found that uh, an oh. interesting difference. So that was interesting. Uh, during the course of our, our uh, being away from home, the, we had a big nor'easter near hurricane blow through this area. Oh, yes. yes. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> was, was in the midst of that with us uh, in, in Rhode Island. And we lost power for a, a day or so. And w- one of the things that saved us, and being at a rental place, I didn't have any of my normal camping gear to get us through, anything like that. But what I did have was... So what I was a previous pick of the week, an anchor power station, which is this big, mm. basically a big battery charger. And so we were able to power, you know, phones, Kindles, laptops, all kinds of stuff through that while we were out. So that was very useful. Um, so those are some of my lessons learned so far on the road. Yes. <laughs> well, this is helpful, Don, because yeah. if, you know, a lot of us get in the positions, especially during weather events, that, and people go nuts because they can't get to their appliances or they can't do what they normally do, just one of these things might be helpful to somebody to at least get the anxiety level back down to four. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. It 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 helps. Like it, it, One of the things I've learned is I want to make sure I keep I think about things I will need if I'm, you know, if I need to leave in a, in a like a go bag, having mm-hmm. a go bag, like yeah. we had to, we had to pack up and get out quickly. I mean, it wasn't like it was a fire or anything like that, but we had to, it was just water everywhere. <laughs> no, no running water in the house. We had to get into a hotel quick. We had to pack up our, almost our entire, all of our belongings into a, one of those storage pods to get mm-hmm. it out of the house so they could do the the repair to the house. And it all went so quick. There are things like we did that in September. I don't have a winter coat. My winter coat is buried in a pod somewhere. You know, <laughs> there. I, I can't. I can't trim my beard because my beard trimmer is buried deep in the pod. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I could go buy another one, but it seems wasteful. Uh, but there's so these things. So like having a go bag of various kinds. I have several mm-hmm. different kinds of what I call go bags. I have my and I have a tech go bag. It's got all the things in it that I that I can do my job on the go. And all I need to do is throw my my laptop and my iPad in and go. And I think that's I recommend that it, for various things. Have a go bag for your medicines. Have a go bag for, you know, anything that you will need if you have to get out and go quick. Mm-hmm. So. And that's, you know, that's one thing we talked about with that when we did the survival shows. You know, we've, mm. we've talked a couple of times about, you know, how to handle survival issues. And that's one of them is be able to have a bag. Have a bag with a change of clothes and your tech stuff you need, you know, spare cables, spare laptop and mouse. And, you know, you talk about wired keyboard and mouse, but even the ones where like the Logitech's where it's a dedicated controller yeah. wireless. Mm-hmm. As long as you get the batteries for it. Right. That's just as good. Oh, you know, don't rely on Bluetooth. Yeah. Don't yeah. rely on Bluetooth because sometimes Bluetooth will break. There's concerns with uh, Monterey that certain Bluetooth chips that are available for Apple computers as upgrades or whatever don't work on it right you know right. so they would work before but also you're gonna be a break how do you fix that you need a, a wired keyboard to fix that so um you know a lot of these things are very important so these are survival survival trips as well but be able to have a bag that's sitting somewhere close 
it's frankly somewhere close to your front door. If you've got a you know front closet, it's sitting on the floor or on the shelf of your closet. You grab it, you leave. It's that quick. Even you know? trunk trunk of your car sometimes is a you know yeah. Some people keep stuff yeah. And with winter with winter coming up, and we all uh, the three of us live in winter climates. More mm-hmm. more concerned for me because I live in a winter climate where there's nothing outside of town. <laughs> yeah, um, true. You you do need survival stuff in your car and some of this stuff like like the battery the battery pack for your phone or whatever you know the external battery mm-hmm. pack and stuff like that are essentials if you're on the road somewhere. Yeah, see, and I've always had a a winter survival kit in my trunk in case I get stuck in a snowstorm at work. Mm-hmm. But I've never done all the tech, so now you got me thinking that I yep. have to go into my little closet back there and find all my old tech and say okay let's what do i need in case of an emergency right right. yeah that that show we did on survival tech uh was it was very helpful in you know getting me thinking about that sort of stuff so i'm gonna i'll put a link in the show notes to that to if folks want to go back and review that because it was definitely a a lot of good stuff yeah yeah all right so from the uh from the disaster to looking forward a bit uh it's 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 right close to advent we're getting very close it's thanksgiving is just around the corner for us and uh i i, I should i should have mentioned at the top I'll, and i'll remind folks at the bottom of the show that uh we're not gonna have an episode next week for thanksgiving week we generally take thanksgiving week off i don't want to mm-hmm. edit a show thanksgiving morning so, <laughs> so we, we will blame be, you yeah but we, we wanted to get started with kind of talking about christmas gift ideas and we're going to do a couple of shows with this because i want to let everybody on the various panels get in on the on the Christmas, the, the, the tech Santa uh, sleigh here and, uh, and come up with some ideas for Christmas gifts. And, uh, and, you know, we've all been told, oh, start early. You know, you got to get your Christmas shopping done early this year and all that sort of stuff. So we want to give you some ideas, some techie Christmas gift ideas. And uh, just to kind of preview how we, we're doing this is we're, we've, we're going for, we're each going to give three ideas. And the one idea will be in the expensive range, $500 and up. Another idea will be in a mid price, say a hundred to four five hundred dollar range, and then we'll look at stuff that's under a hundred bucks. Like we'll we'll come up with some ideas along those lines, and I think that will help. Uh, these these are different from picks of the week. Picks of the week we generally are things that we've used, that we are recommending, that you know are useful. But whereas Christmas gift ideas, these can be things we've used, but they can also be things that we'd like to get, uh, things that we think others would like to get. So uh, not strictly the same thing as picks of the week so hint 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 if any of our listeners want to give us christmas gifts you know these are things that you can send to us and we appreciate especially the expensive ones <laughs> sure sure just send an email and we'll give you a, an address to send them to uh, so uh, why don't we get started joanne I'll, I'll you know ladies first why don't you go first oh, with your with your your uh, your expensive pick Oh, my expensive pick was going to be, I was going to say, well, you know, it's on its way, but it showed up yesterday. Christmas came early. (laughs) Christmas came really early. Um, Actually, Apple sent it really early. It is a 14-inch MacBook Pro M1 Pro, which I bought Mm. the bottom, and my husband cannot believe I did this, bargain basement bottom model <laughs> okay funny. he's like you're kidding you never do that yeah i said well <laughs> if they're saying that this thing is as as is as powerful as it is i don't need anything more than that yeah really and i'll tell you at less than 24 hours first blush here i'm super impressed with the camera yes <laughs> the actual yes, it looks awesome it, I, I can't believe how good this camera looks. And we were talking about it before we started. And one word, Zoom. Yes. Yeah. Apple got on the Zoom bandwagon and it looks marvelous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of power in a little machine. I have um, an M1 Mini at work. And this thing, I swear, is a little bit faster, but I will do some testing when I, when I bring it into work. The setup was clear. Um, the lovely migration assistant is beautiful. So when mm. every, no matter what Mac you get, migration assistant is your friend. Yes, you have to go in and tweak, mm-hmm. but migration <laughs> assistant is your friend. The keyboard is back to normal. Nice. <laughs> nice. With full size F1 keys along the top. Yep. Yes. Okay. That's a beautiful thing. The touch, the touch um, key now is indented. 
ID. So you actually feel your ID. finger go. Yeah, yeah, the touch ID key. You can actually feel your finger go into it, so you know it's the right key. That's great. The sound on it. Now I'm I'm sending back a 16 inch Intel i7 mm-hmm. that had beautiful sound. Sounds comparable. Okay. On this little Good. one, I'm surprised. Yeah. Usually surprised. Um, and this is again the bargain basement eight core, eight core, sixteen core. Don't ask me what they mean. <laughs> it has five twelve in it. Um, it has sixteen gig. That's the basement. It's two thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you have an Intel, because my Intel machine is eighteen months old, they give you a very generous return on that so this is not mm. expensive plus i'm also doing their their one year no finance you know no, no interest, interest yep on the apple card so it's costing me get this 65 dollars a month for a year okay that's not for too a bad for a machine a, a very powerful machine that by all accounts yeah. it could be co- compared to a mac pro i mean these are these are some pretty hefty specs on these Right, and and a couple of caveats, though, or before I say that, MagSafe. (laughs) Lovely to have it back. Oh, yes. The cord is not plastic coated now. It's it's material, fabric coated. It's braided. Nice. Very Very thin braid. (laughs) Took them long enough. However, because I work on a on a desk with two other monitors, I you can still use the. USB-C to power it as well. Okay. So that's how I do it here. So I'm not changing power cables on my husband because he has a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Now, if you're running parallels, here's my caveat. Don't do a darn thing yet (laughs) because you will find out when everything migrates over that whatever virtual machines you had on it, like Mac OS 14.6... And Windows 10, they're not compatible. Parallels is compatible. Parallels works, but Mm -hmm. not your virtual machines. So uh, just to explain to folks. um, I will. Yeah, Parallels is virtual virtual machine software, so you can run Mm -hmm. other operating systems under Mac OS. And Mm -hmm. the old versions that ran on the Intel Macs were designed to pass through and run Intel native. Yeah. So there's there's a distinction between a virtual machine and an emulator. Yes. Yeah. A virtual machine allows other operating systems to pass through to the hardware, especially now with newer what they call virtualization. Right. That every Intel and AMD chip has had, or Intel and and uh, uh, ARM chip has had, Intel, AMD, and ARM chip has had in the last five ten years. So when you run Windows in parallels. You are you are giving Windows access to it's directly to the hardware. parallels, yeah. yes. the hardware, right? Which is faster well, now that it's an yeah. ARM based system, which the the new M1 chips are, like your iPhone, like Android yeah. phones. You have to use an ARM version of Windows, and that's right. what Joanne's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it cannot, it is not emulating the Intel chip. It is not making Windows think it's running on an Intel chip when it's actually running on an ARM chip. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you could explain that because <laughs> yeah. I just know the following, which probably most people in my position would also know, is it's not working. Yeah. Right. I did discover that it, it's supposed to be able to run Windows 10, but I haven't been able to find that find a Windows 10 copy that would work. It will run Windows 11. Right. Okay. It, when it comes out, or it'll run the if you ha- if you're on the Insider program, it'll run it. I can't remember, right. Father Corey. Is eleven out now in Windows? Yes, it is. It is. Yes, Windows, it came out about a month ago, I think. Okay. Very recently. Yeah. But All yes, right. you can you can get the ARM sixty four version, version of that, which is which is the version of ARM that will run on okay on this. All right. So that's my project for this this weekend. Okay. But it's also not running prior versions of the Mac OS. So if you mm-hmm. had that Mac OS 14.6 because it was third, the last 32-bit one mm-hmm. and you were running some things, it's not going to run that either. It's only going to run also four different flavors of Linux. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. it's now a more narrow base of virtual machines that it Correct. can run. Okay. So you got to know that. And when any time 
you go from an Intel to this type of a chip, something's going to go wrong. So mm-hmm. unless you know exactly that you can live without a certain thing, bunch of things, or just you wait, know, this is, you, yeah, you you're can wait to change. Yeah. Then yeah. don't this do is- it. This is, I mean, these are the exact same problems they had when they went from the Power PC platform to the Intel platform mm-hmm. way back when. Yeah. I mean, these were the same exact issues. So, okay, cool. But it's a great pick uh, for a Christmas gift if uh, someone you know needs some serious power to do things like rendering or uh, editing video and audio and that sort of stuff. It is a serious piece of hardware. So, awesome. Very good. Father Corey, what is your first uh, Christmas gift idea? So there, there's kind of a theme that's going to go through my Christmas gift ideas, and it's going to be hands off and easy, easier, you know, making things easier. And so, and the theme of hands off um, and making things easier, you know, most of us by now, you know, if we've got a car we bought, say, in the last 10, 15 years, most of us, not everyone, you can still get cars that don't have this. We have the touchscreen infotainment display, you know, whatever they call it, Uconnect or Sync for Ford or whatever each company calls it. You've got that tablet in your in your uh, console that you touch for your controls, your heating controls, your radio, all this stuff. And one thing car manufacturers universally have been horrible about doing is updating these things. You get about two or three updates and then they're, oh, it's five years old. We don't have to support it anymore. You're done. And so new technologies come out and the older cars don't support it. Well, if your car doesn't have the ta- the literal tablet that they've just grafted onto the dashboard, like you see some like te- Tesla's do, where literally you have an iPad grafted to the disp- the dashboard, you can replace those infotainment displays with aftermarket units. Um, you know, for example, I've got you know a 2013 Ford and a 2011 Dodge Ram. Both of those can be replaced with newer units. And so what I've picked is a Pioneer unit. Uh, it's the AVH 2500 NEX. It's a, a car stereo uh, with both Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Because that's the problem with these older units. They don't support CarPlay or Android Auto. You know, and if you want to get the most out of tethering your phone to your head unit so that you're not looking at your phone, it's not in your hand as you're driving, these are good uses. Because CarPlay lets you use Siri. Android Auto lets you use Google Assistant and do it right out of your car. You hit the button on your steering wheel and it pops right over. Um, it lets you do it just like you're doing it on your phone. And so there are there's there's some if you're going to give this as a gift, you need to do some research. This is not going to be a gift you're going to give as a surprise. It's a gift that you're going to have to talk to the person, find out what kind of car they have uh, so you can get the right adapters um, because there are plug plug adapters that go into the dash uh, when you put this thing in, you might have to get someone to install it. If, you, if you're not familiar with doing car stereo, I've been doing car stereo on my cars since I was in high school, literally. Uh, so, you know, it, it's not that hard to do, but you, you do have to have the knowledge of how to do it. Um, but you can get adapters where all your steering wheel controls, you know, if you've got the volume controls and all that on your steering wheel, they work. Um, where if you've got built-in satellite radio, it'll plug in. If you've got the backup cam, it'll work. All that stuff will work. You just have to have the right adapters. So if you've got a car that's maybe about five, six years old or older, this might be something worth looking at as a gift, asking for as a gift or giving as a gift. Uh, The one I picked out is about $600. You can get cheaper units. But of course, like with computers and with tablets and phones, the the cheaper you get, the worse your experience is going to be. The one I picked is a real recent one. I picked Pioneer because I went back and looked at their support pages and they've got a good reputation of supporting for years you know i I looked at a unit that came out five six years ago and the last update was last year so they are updating them a lot of times they're running android or some or some linux based operating system they are a computer they are a computer just like your phone is uh so it's it's a it's a great way to do it now one one thing you'll have to be sure about is Again, I mentioned those tablet displays versus an actual in-dash infotainment unit. It has to be a what's called a double-din uh, display, double-din uh, enclosure inside the dashboard. And double-din is the size of it, which is approximately, uh, it's 100, 100 meters, let's see, I looked it up, 100 meters tall 
by 180 meters wide. Millimeters. Versus mm-hmm. the single din, which is yeah. 50 millimeters, millimeters, not meters, yeah. millimeters. <laughs> 50 millimeters by 180 millimeters. Yeah. Um, so if you remember the old stereos where they're really narrow and wide, those are called single din. Uh, double din is the Basically much more stack. square. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but again, this is something where if you go to a uh, big car, manu- uh, big car stereo dealer is Crutchfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon also can do it where you can put in the, the make and model of the car, make model and year of the car, and it will tell you if the stereo will work or not. Yep. What adapters you need for it and all that. So it's, it, again, it's something that's a little research, but the biggest thing is it gives you the newer technology and it does make it so that you can be much more hands-free when you're driving. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. So uh, I want to move things along because we're uh, <laughs> if we go into space, we'll have, we'll be a two hour show. But uh, yeah. I want to my my topic is another Mac. I'm sorry, folks. It's, you got me and Joanne on the same show. You're going to get Macs yeah. and Apple stuff uh, in the future episodes with the other other folks. Well, you'll get other non Mac stuff. But uh, I'm picking a Mac Mini, the M1 Mac Mini. That's the computer I picked up when my MacBook wasn't doing the job. Uh, it is not. It, it it's the version that came out. Earlier this year, I I was hoping it would be an uh, M1 Max uh, or M1 Pro iMac that I was going to be picking, but Apple is uh, not cooperating. So I, I picked up this Mac Mini, but a thousand dollars, you know, retail out there, and uh, it, excellent computer. It's so much faster. It's faster than my Intel. 27 inch iMac that I got now that's uh, sitting on my desk. Um, I can do multiple things without it bogging down, like, you know, do a Google Meet stream and open a browser window, you know, without it stock mm-hmm. running to a halt, uh, that sort of stuff. So it's a, it's a great computer. Uh, it doesn't have the power, the horsepower of that MacBook Pro with the M1 Pro in it, but it's a great all around computer for just about anybody. It'll do, you know, for 90% of the people, it's a great computer. So uh, that, that's my, my Christmas gift idea for on the high end. So <laughs> you won't regret it. I, I do not no. regret it. Now, I mean, I'll be honest when Apple comes out with the iMac, you know, the, the M2 mm. or M1 pro, whatever the heck they call it, it's going to be. Yeah. This one is getting traded in or sold and <laughs> I'll be getting that iMac. <laughs> of course. I mean, that's that, that was the, 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 the condition that I got this under. Uh, all right. Uh, so those are our expensive picks. Joanne, what do you have for a mid priced pick? Well, this is something that I I bought recently, not because I'm unhappy with AirPods, but because they keep falling out of my ears. Mm. Um, My mid-price pick is the Powerbeats Pro. Mm. And I I really do like them a lot because, because you get the same Apple quality sound. You also get the same Apple quality connectivity, sometimes even better than the AirPods, Mm -hmm. because these seem to stick better. You get more time on these um, that I haven't had to really, I usually I'd, after about two hours, I'd start getting the blah, 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 blah sound on the AirPods. Oh, yeah. You don't get it on these. They, these go for at least six, seven hours without recharging. Oh. Uh, they come in lovely colors. And right now they're averaging about 179 for the pair. Hmm. Okay. The only complaint I have is the case. The case is nice and big and I can't lose it. The problem is it's black and I can't find the opening on it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always twisting it around going, where is the opening on this thing? Yeah. But I'll tell you, as much as I don't need the noise canceling and all that. Oh, and it also comes with four different sets of tips. Right. on it to adjust to your ear. Everybody's ears are different. (laughs) Exactly. So and they're made by Apple. So if you're. You know, if that means anything to you, it Mm. it gives you the same quality with a little bit more, you know, customization Mm, and likability. And I think they're just longer. My AirPods are are now relegated to my office at work where I need them for work. But these are my everyday and they go around your ear. That's the big thing. You cannot they do not come out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They're designed for exercise and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that, that. But I like them better. Yeah. Nice. So. Good, good. Father Corey, what is your mid-priced pick? So my mid-priced point is kind of going on the, you know, more of the hands-free, not not having the cell phone in your hand all the time. Because, you know, smartphones have a great, uh, they, they, they've provided connectivity and abilities that we could have never imagined 20, 30 years ago. But there's a real concern that with that has come a lot of addiction. 
and a lot of problems with using this phone constantly being in our face, in our hands. You know, how many times do we ride public transit? We're in a, you know, at a waiting room or whatever, and everybody's face is stuck in their phones. And so what I picked is called the, the wise phone. And what it is, it's a dumb smartphone. <laughs> I, I think maybe you can call it. It's, it's, you know, it looks like your typical Android iOS phone where it's the, the, the Slab piece of glass, of glass yep. you know, yeah, big piece of glass. And, but it doesn't do all the app store stuff. It doesn't have a browser. It doesn't have email. It doesn't have 500 different apps. It's very, very, very simple. Um, it's got, obviously it can make calls. Yes. It can do two, two ways communication it's got you know maps it does have a map feature it does have the ability to do bluetooth connection for making calls and so on it's got a camera but it doesn't have all the other things that your modern smartphone does the idea of it is if you have trouble disconnecting from the smartphone this is will let you keep maintain contact with people let you have some of the, the features like the camera and the the maps but it doesn't have all the other addictive stuff the mm. things like the the you know social media and so on that we can suck us in, and so this is there's kind of a movement um, to uh, get away from the smartphone, get back to the phones that just do what we need and not suck us in. I'm considering this phone personally because I do have such a problem with that social media and how it can just you get stuck on it. The only thing that's missing, um, and one thing I would like to contact them and see if they would consider adding at some point, an actual calendar feature. It's got a clock, and it can show you world clocks, but it doesn't have like a Google Calendar or Apple Calendar style program where you Mm. can see your calendar for the Mm. day. It doesn't have the ability to load uh, music and podcasts, although I had heard from... um, Matt Frad is uh, Pines Rue Aquinas recommended this and he said he talked to the developer and they said they were he said that they're looking into adding that. So that is okay. a good feature. If it had those two features, I think I can move over to this and I would not lose anything other than games and stuff like that off my smartphone. So this is this is not, you know, a, a way to keep that phone from being in your hand because it, there's nothing there that's going to really addict you like a smartphone will. I think as a parent, I mean, if I got a teenager and I, I, I need them to have a phone, this might yep. be a, a decent idea for a phone that's sort of a starter phone for kids to kind yep. of get them started. I mean, we've, I mean, I've run into the situation where I give old iPhones to the kids with, without phone plans, but just for them to be able to, to do things mm-hmm. like um, listen to audiobooks and that sort of stuff. That's the only thing that this wouldn't be able to do is, is like audible and because it doesn't have apps. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, if you just need kids to have a phone that can, they can call and text and take photos. Mm-hmm. This is a, not a bad idea. And, and they, they do, they've just added a family portal that'll let you monitor the kids calls and texts mm-hmm. and, you know, do the location history and things like that. So uh, they do, they are looking into that as well as very much a, a good thing where you can hand this to a kid and feel comfortable and you can even lock out text. You can say, no, I don't want you texting right now. Yeah. Mm. And also what? I noticed that it doesn't allow you to delete texts, which yep. you is can a lock out feature. their ability to delete them. Oh, yep. yeah. What I like about it is it looks like every other phone. Right. So it's not like, you know, the jitterbug for elderly people, you know, that <laughs> yeah. doesn't look like oh, yeah. a real phone. This looks like a real phone. And I wonder if it would be good for one of those emergency kits. You oh. know, just a basic phone. It's a little expensive wear- side for that, but uh, I mean, it's, it's 400 bucks, but yeah. you know, it's not a bad idea. That's no, and, you know, and, you know, to say the thing, you know, like, no, the camera is not going to match the Pixel 6 or the iPhone right. 13 Pro, but. It should be a usable camera if you're if you're one of those that likes to take pictures, you know, they have that, too. So but, yeah, as far as something that you can not worry as much about, this would definitely be one of those, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So uh, see, that's Joanne and Father Corey. So I guess I'm up again. So to go along with my Mac mini, uh, obviously, it doesn't have a monitor built in like uh, the iMac or the MacBook. So I had to get a monitor. So I did some research and being a Apple snob. I needed a a really good looking monitor. I couldn't just get any old, you know, VGA or something. <laughs> Had to be a 4K not. monitor. But I also, being cheap, <laughs> I didn't want to spend a, a fortune to get it. So I found a really nice monitor. Mon- just to say, picking out monitors is really hard because there's so many mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. many different models and so many manufacturers. But I'm happy with what I've got. I've had this one 
uh, since September, and it's the it's an LG. I'm not going to read off the number to you, but it's a, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> it's an LG 27 inch 4K monitor uh, with, and it's it's got all of the ports. So it's got HDMI, it's got Display Port, um, and th- both of those were really important to me that it had had those because uh, yep. Display Port is a native Apple thing, and it can use HDMI too. Um, it's got the Visa mount, so I can eventually, when I get it on my desk at home, I can mount it on an arm. I just I really prefer to have monitors on arms and move them around and out of the way. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's been really nice. Now the, again, as I mentioned before, the MacBook pro, the 2019 MacBook pro, I'm not, this is not the, uh, M, the Apple Silicon ones, but the 2019 MacBook pro had some trouble driving the monitor um, at, at that full resolution. It mm. did it, but it, but when I tried to do stuff like render video and that sort of stuff, it really slowed down. So uh, that was something to keep, to keep in mind. But you know, connected to the Mac Mini, it zooms. It's it's just so awesome. But uh, yeah, so I really like this, and it is three forty nine, which I think is a yeah. decent price for a twenty seven inch four K monitor. So um, that, that's nice. my my pick there. So that uh, is a good price. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Joanne, that brings us to our less expensive gift ideas. What do you have for Christmas in the stocking stuffer uh, range, perhaps? This is my whimsical pick <laughs> um, because I am one of those people that likes to find unique iPad covers. Okay. And those of you of a certain age out there will remember, fondly or not, the black and white notebooks that we used to get at school that we had to put mm. our names out in the front right. and you know so that composition we books. them the composition yeah. books well finty has a composition book for your ipad it's the cover <laughs> nice. and nice. i have That's gotten fun. more compliments on this thing that's awesome. That, than not. Now, I haven't put my name on it, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does look like exactly a composition book. So oh, I buddy. just figured that might be, I believe they have them in all sizes. You can find them on, on Amazon. It goes down from, you know, from the 12.9, probably down to the, um, I don't know if the mini has one yet, but if you like something like that, and you think people of a certain age, like grandma yep. might like to remind remember those golden days there's a pick for you i tell you kids sometimes <laughs> like these like older like kind of nostalgic ironic yep. Yep. things True. too uh so that might work and i like the fact that the uh, ipad pro they have uh, built-in pencil holders for the apple pencil yeah the one that yeah it goes i like that because some of the covers make you put it out on top which yeah i'm really afraid <laughs> of but i will tell you it's a very snug fitting cover which is great yeah. But every time you take it on and off, it might take a screenshot. <laughs> so just know that and I've just get into the screenshot. I've run into that. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Uh cool. That's a good one. That's and it's like 25 bucks. So that's that's No, that was like 12. Oh, okay. It was che- it's actually cheaper than it's going to run probably between 25 and probably 6.99 depending on what size. Right, right, right. The one I I clicked on was uh the iPad Pro 12.9, so that'll okay, be yeah, more. That's the, yeah, yeah, that's the one, right. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, Father Corey, what about you? What is your uh, stocking stuffer pick? So, I picked something that I did as a uh, pick of the week beginning of the year, so almost a year ago, and I've been using like almost daily since. It's the Scotch Magnetic Car Mount for Phones. Mm-hmm. And it's it's for a car. So now you've you've put in that nice shiny head unit into <laughs> your, your family member's car. And now you got to give them some place to put the phone when they're not using it or when they're driving. And so that you can mount this on the dash, you can mount this on the console. It just it, it uses the, the, the nice foam uh, tape, two sided tape yep. to stick down to uh, whatever you put it on. And it stays. It absolutely stays. I've been using this, like I said, almost daily. And my drive between the two parishes here in my my mission parish is gravel. And it's rough gravel. (laughs) And I put my phone on there and it just sits there. I mean, it'll bounce, you know, it'll move around because it's got the little swivel mount that you have to struggle with the Titan. But once you do, it just sits there. The phone doesn't drop off. I've never had a problem with that. The thing doesn't come off. It hasn't come off. It hasn't moved. Um, In fact, I've got two of them now because I've got two cars and I want one in each car. And the nice thing about it is uh, when you get into the car, you put a little uh, piece of metal, you, you tape it to your phone. Same kind of thing. It's got the two-sided tape. You either take you know, the back of the phone or the back of your case. You know, if you're worried about putting it on your phone, if you've got a case, just put it on the back of your case like I did. 
And then you get in the car and you just smack it to it and it stays. Nice. And it works amazing. And I've got it on the top of my dash. So the phone is in my line of sight. So if I need to glance at the phone real quick, I'm not taking my eyes off the road. Right. It's, you know, it's where I can, I can still see the road kind of out of the corner of my eye, uh, but I can just glance at the phone and keep going. You know, a message comes in or whatever. Nice. Um, so you got the hands free. It's easy to reach, you know, for if you got to turn on your podcast or whatever you're doing. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a fantastic thing. I recommend it as a pick of the week and I really recommend it. And it's only like 13 bucks. That's pretty it's good. It's really a stocking stuffer. It's, good it's small and it's cheap. Yeah. So you get a couple of them if you got, and you can get multi-packs, you know, like if you've got a, a mm-hmm. fleet, you know, you work for a company that's got a fleet of cars, you can get multi-packs for like 10 bucks a piece. Or the whole family. <laughs> or the whole family. You got a nice big Catholic family, you can get one for everyone. For each car, yeah. yeah. You know, I I have an iPhone uh, 13 with the MagSafe, and I'm I am searching high and low for a good MagSafe car mount that doesn't need to go into the air vent. Because the way the air right. vents are in my Honda Civic are it just they're not placed correctly. They, it's, it's in the way of the steering wheel. So I need yeah. um, I ha- it, I have my car's old enough it has a CD player. So right. I, I have an old mount that is non magnetic uh, that yeah. it goes into there. But I'm looking for a good MagSafe. But this this is not this is a this is interesting. And this and this might you, you might be able to uh, that's a good point um, with the MagSafe is what you can do if you put that magnet low enough for this thing or that piece of metal for this thing, mm-hmm. you could then have the MagSafe adapter that's true. over it. Yeah. You know, so it, it's sitting at the bottom of the phone and then the MagSafe adapter plugs in well, where it does. It shouldn't interfere with that. Frankly, the MagSafe case has magnets in it. I wonder if that would work. Or well, metal the, the, the is, magnet is in the base itself. Okay. For this thing, I'm just so, wondering if I if it would even need the piece of metal. That's that. It's oh, that's a good that, point. Yeah, that, that'd be something to test. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Somebody wants to send me an iPhone 13 that I can test it with. <laughs> I'd be glad to. It sounds you send it back. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. No, well. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of MagSafe and uh, uh, iPhone 13, so uh, I. A future pick of the week for me is going to be, uh, you know, uh, spoilers, the the end of the show. Uh, the, the, I may mention my iPhone 13, but uh, because it has MagSafe, whether you have an iPhone 12 or an iPhone 13, you know, you guys know that pop sockets, which is really popular out there. It's this little thing that you, for the longest time, you either get a case with it or you uh, adhesive, attach it to the back of your phone or to the back of a case. And it's this little thing that pops out and you can put your fingers around it and it gives you a better grip on your phone, especially if your phone mm-hmm. is big, especially if you have small hands. Uh, that's my problem. <laughs> As I mentioned before, <laughs> um, my hands sometimes get tired holding my phone for any period of time. Um, and so what PopSocket now has is they have a, a pop grip for MagSafe. So it attaches to the back of the phone or to your MagSafe case magnetically. And let me tell you, this is a strong magnet. I feel confident. I would be fine with, you know, standing there holding like, you know, in the hand and even shaking my hand. It will not come off. It is they're pretty good, but it comes off readily when I want to, uh, you know, take it off and and, uh, charge the phone, you know, using a MagSafe puck or whatever. So that's not a problem. So it has really been great. And the nice thing is, is you can get replacement uh Pops, I don't know what they call them. The the like the replacement cover on the end of it with different images mm. and graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, I a Star Wars fan, so I picked up one of uh, Luke Skywalker and another <laughs> one, of course, with Grogu the child drinking his his soup from his cup. It is the cutest thing ever. I will put a link in the show notes. It is adorable. Every time my kids walk by and see it, uh, they go, "Oh, you know," because it's cause it is <laughs> Grogu and Grogu is the best uh, ever. Um, so between the two of them, the, the, the pop socket grip is 30 bucks. The, the, a replacement top is 15. I mean, you could get a couple and still be within our, mm-hmm. uh, our, our budget here. So that works out really well. And again, because it's magnetic, it's non-permanent. Like the, the old ones were yep. adhesive. So they can't, would kind of, you're the, they're there and they're not going anywhere. Yep. So, um, excellent. So we had a couple other ideas for things that are non-consumer ish. Um, one idea is maybe to help out a nonprofit with a gift in someone's name. Mm. Um, that would be a, a good idea. There are there. In fact, there are nonprofits like Catholic charities that could use your help uh, this this time of year. Um, you can make a gift in the name of someone that you're that, you know, that you're uh, 
want to give a gift to, you know, because to be honest, as we get older, sometimes we like we have the things we need. If I need something, I buy it, you know, that sort of stuff. So sometimes mm-hmm. older folks can be hard to get a gift for. So gi- giving a gift in someone's name can be a gift, too. Um, so there are also tech nonprofits that help people that that could also use a gift as well. So that would be nice. But, Joanne, I think you had an idea for a, a, a non-monetary gift. Yeah, sort of non-monetary, yeah. Um, usually family gatherings at times to hear family stories. And the genealogist in me always wants to remind folks, this is a good time to turn on your phone recorder and mm-hmm. get those memories down. Yeah. You may never hear great uncle Harry tell stories next year again. And there is a saying that when a person dies, a library burns. Right. So mm. get, if you, if you want to do this for free, your best thing is just turn your phone on. Or if you, if you're really good and want to ask questions, you know, ask specific questions, get them to tell stories. There's also family search has a memories app that's free that will right. allow you to be pointed. And then of course you can get into the pricey stuff, but if you want mm-hmm. the pricey stuff, see me because um, <laughs> there are ways to do it, but think about it. You may never get to hear these stories again and your family history will be lost yeah. or at least I've, confused. Yeah. I've done this with my yeah, dad. Yeah. I've got, I, and whenever I sit down with my dad, he's got stories. I t- open up my iPhone. I turn on the voice memo app and I mm-hmm. just set it net between us and he s- starts telling his stories. And I, I, yeah. I, I have those all saved in the, in uh, the cloud and uh, just their treasure. Yeah, to kind of tie in to Joanne's, um, actually just this week, this week I was listening to a retro tech podcast and they were talking about when you get, like, say, an old computer that has a hard drive. It's like an old, you know, something mm-hmm. from like 80s or 90s that has a hard drive. And sometimes that hard drive is, wasn't wiped before you got it. Oh. And so there's stuff on there from the previous owner and, and there'll be things like uh, in this particular podcast, he was talking about how there was a, it was an old Macintosh that had a journal from like this mm. like teenage girl talking about this boy that she was Ooh. so happy with and really liked and oh, wow. oh no he rejected her and you know went to somebody went to her friend instead and you know things like that but your family might have an old computer with a hard drive where mm. they may have some data things like journals and stuff like that that might be worth saving and if you're a bit techie where you could pull that hard drive out that might be a good thing to offer to do as a gift is Mm. to get some of that old data off that hard drive assuming it's still salvageable or floppy disks or whatever and and save that for the same kind of routine you know you're talking about you lose these journals and all that kind of stuff that's a good idea i've got like i think i've got a box of three and a half inch floppies floating around in my closet of tech doom and uh (laughs) i I should i should dig them out see if there's a way to get at that i mean they're they they might be apple II pro dos discs who knows but uh you know it might be worth a try in a lot of in a little bit of fun to kind of figure out how to make it work with a modern mac that might be interesting and there are there are adapters you can get i know for apple twos for commodores Uh, obviously if it's an old ibm pc it's just finding a hard a floppy disk hard drive Mm -hmm. that'll plug in yep excellent so those are our this is our first set of christmas gift ideas hopefully there's six or seven ideas in there for you we'll be doing this in coming weeks so uh, you know the week after uh, thanksgiving and uh and then two and then a week after that so we'll we'll be giving you some regular gift ideas as we go along uh before we get to the, our next segment i want to st- stop take a moment thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology including kelly m chow n cmf elaine k and gene c their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest, you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So I want to just get in a quick couple of headlines. I know we're going a little long this week, but <laughs> uh, uh, we, we wrapped wax rhapsodic about our Christmas gift ideas. But uh, the first one I want to quickly uh, throw out there is YouTube is announced it's removing the, the dislike count on all its videos across its platform. And to be clear, when you look at a YouTube video, there's a thumbs up and a thumbs down button. And you can, you know, say you like a video by hitting the thumbs up and you can say dislike on a video hitting the thumbs down. And it will there's has been this number there to tell you how many people of each. And I, I'll be honest, I see these videos and I'm like, this is a, a wonderful, innocuous, lovely video. Who is the jerk who hit the thumbs down? Like, <laughs> just, sometimes it just boggles my mind. Like, what is wrong with people? And and, you know. 
I like the idea. A lot of social media is getting rid of dislike uh, responses. Now, they're not getting rid of dislike entirely. Apparently, Mm -hmm. they're getting rid of the count and the creator can still see the numbers of people who did not like their video. And some creators want to hear from viewers who don't, you know, that they want to, so they can gauge, am I doing a good job? Am I not doing a good job? Um, But what do y'all think of this? Getting rid of the dislike count uh, as a visible (laughs) thing as a, as a user. Uh, I'll be honest. Oh, go ahead, Joanne. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll, I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing both likes and dislike counts go away, mm-hmm. at least public facing. I mean, it's one thing to be able to tell um, the, the the person who's put out the video that I liked your video, I didn't like your video. That's that's one thing. I You know, you hear so much, especially about race showing. Yes. Where, you know, oh, we don't we don't like what this person has to say, so we're going to get all our, our followers to go and give them dislikes, or we like what they're going to say, so we send them no do likes. Let's let's get rid of the numbers, at least publicly facing. Yeah, it, it I think it would reduce that temptation to do that. Um, but it's I think it's a step in the right direction. I just don't would like to see it all kind of go away, to be honest. Instagram uh, also has a feature that you can do right now where you can go in and say, don't show me the number of people who the number of likes on a on an image or, yep. or video um, and which I've enabled because because there's this tent, this temptation to perhaps want to join a crowd, you know, mm-hmm. or to do the opposite, to, to rebel against the crowd, uh, whereas it'll say, you know, your friend so and so and others liked this. So it still yeah. does that. Joanne, what do you think? Is is a good trend? I think the genie is out of the bottle on all this. <laughs> I mean, we started we started such a mental health issue. Yes. By having likes yep. and dislikes. And having people glam on to that, like, oh, they really like me, Sally Fields says, you know, or they don't like me and I just want to kill myself. We've created this and now we're trying to roll it back. And it's like, you know, it really doesn't matter anymore because it's out there. People expect it. And if you take it away, people are going to be like, well, now I don't know if I'm liked or disliked Mm -hmm. for anything right. so why do i put anything out <laughs> yeah it's just the genie's out of the bottle folks we're, we're, yeah you know it's hard to it yeah it's it's going to be hard to to i, I think they're these companies are feeling the pressure and they're trying yeah. to figure out ways because the government pressure and other things uh but yeah a lot of this the, the, these are tweaks and we need wholesale resurgery to, to really get things but uh you know some people may think it's a start i i like the idea of getting rid of the dislikes anyway just as a i just i think it's a negative thing that we don't need and i think we need more mm. of this a lot more mm. of this like you say Jermaine. so our other headline that we want to talk about is this washington post story that that warns 3g networks are shutting down and that could be bad for the most vulnerable people out there uh who are relying on older phones and older uh, emergency technology, medical technology mm-hmm. that relies on 3G networks. And so 3G networks are scheduled to shut down in 2022. And uh, Joanne, you brought this to my attention. What, what oh, do you yeah. think of this? I brought this to our attention because my alarm company got a hold of me mm-hmm. and said, mm-hmm. we have to replace your your box now because of the shutdown. So I, that's when I started looking around. Of course they have to replace the box and they're going to charge me for it. Right. Yep. So if, if my alarm is this way, there's got to be thousands of other alarms like this. And people don't realize that this is going to shift at some point. It's made me think about a couple of things. It's made me think about, do I want to have a cellular alarm versus, you know, something like simply safe, which Mm -hmm. I could, which I could do myself. But I think the the bigger issue is just getting the word out to say Mm -hmm. to folks, check to see, because we went from alarms going through phone lines to cellular Okay, yep. and now, you know, so, yeah, people, this has got to be brought to people's attention or people are going to be breaking into other people's houses and none's going to happen because the alarm's right. not working. Well, and, and for those of us in rural areas, this can be a real concern because there are times when you'll have decent enough cell coverage to get a call out or to do a text, but you won't have LTE mm. because you're too far away from the tower. 
you're just on the edge of reception. Yeah. I mean, there are times there, like in my um, other parish, my mission parish, at on a good day, I can get 3G. Oh, right. If I'm not within range. Now we have Wi-Fi internet at the church itself. So I can, you know, I can use Wi-Fi calling and stuff like that. But there are times, you know, I might be out on the road. There have been times where I've been out on the road and yeah, all I can see is a 3G signal and it's even barely that because uh, 3G does go further than LTE does. So that's going to be a, a real concern as well. Mm. Is there is there any reason why these all can't get along and live together by them? Or is it just we're running out of bandwidth? It's not the. I don't think it's the bandwidth. It's the maintaining old equipment. Yeah, well, okay. that's all part right. of it. So these companies, the, the, the cell companies, they don't want to keep maintaining. I mean, 3G is a 20 year old technology, so they don't want to keep maintaining it forever. The other thing is, as bandwidth is part of it. The, the government, the, uh, the FCC can wants to auction off these, the, the, you know, there's a limited amount of radio bandwidth out there. And so they want to auction off the, these frequencies to new bidders to be used for new things at, you know, at, you know, for the future. So they've got to get everybody off of it first. So there's that. And it, it Joanne, you hinted at that this, we talked about this before in a, in a previous episode, this forced obsolescence, mm-hmm. you know, equipment mm-hmm. technology that is still working. Your, your home alarm system works fine. Yep. And, is, and if 3G just stayed there, it would continue to work fine, but we're being forced to obsolete, uh, to obsolete technology and replace it. And spend more money for, and for some people who don't have the money to do that through these external reasons. And that's something we're not used to. And like this goes all over the place. There are uh, for, you know, furnaces, boiler systems that have these remote connections and uh, you know, air conditioning and all kinds of medical equipment and all kinds of stuff like that we, that we don't realize. It's mm-hmm. not just that grandma has an, a very old phone that she's hung on to because she doesn't want to figure out how to use a smartphone. This is <laughs> this is a lot of stuff out there. And it's a, it's an important you know thing that we need to think about and that we need to deal with because it's we can't keep going through these every few years going through this process of making everybody upgrade everything because somebody come. I mean, there's no denying that 4G, LTE, 5G are superior in many ways, but we, but yeah. maybe there's such a thing as good enough for a lot of people. Cause mm. like for 5g only works within about a hundred meters of an antenna. And I think that is almost literal. Yeah. Whereas 3g, as you said, father Corey, can extend pretty far out. So we've got to, we've got to figure this out a little better. All right. So uh, those are our headlines this week. Uh, the, I think that's uh, some pretty interesting and good things to talk about there. Uh, so let's move on to our picks of the week. Uh, Joanne, you've got an interesting pick of the week. What, what do you got this week? Well, you and I seem to love these Wemo mini plugs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. And this year, and, and maybe other people might be thinking along these lines, I'm really thinking of using these Wemo mini plugs to put all the lights on. You know, the little candles at the window for Christmas mm-hmm. because yes. I'm so tired of unplugging them and plugging them in every day. So right now, Amazon has a three pack of these lovely plugs for $47. And I think that that's a wonderful price. So if anybody is thinking along those lines of auto, even simple automation, if you want to get into automation, you want to try something like this, Wemo has its own app that you can use or if you already have uh, I don't know about Alexa, but if you already have Apple HomeKit, it will work with the mm-hmm. HomeKit as well. This may be your this may be your gateway drug <laughs> yeah. to uh, uh, you know smart plugs. It does work with HomeKit. I've I've got the um, the mini smart plug, which is actually bigger. I don't know how wh- yeah. why it, why it is that way, um, but uh, it might be older. The the mini smart plug it has a mm-hmm. it has a power button on it, so you can turn it on and off at the at the outlet. Uh, but yeah, this has worked out really well. I've I've liked the Wemo uh, plugs. Uh, to, to be honest, because of all of the stuff going into my house, uh, my my smart home stuff is just in a mess. I I've got stuff's missing. Yeah. <laughs> I, this might be an opportunity to rethink how everything is set up and redo it. And I might bring in some of these these Wemo plugs. I'm also thinking of um, maybe replacing some light switches with the Lutron cassettes, the so that mm. it's. It's smart home mm-hmm. stuff right in the light switch, and I don't have to worry about bulbs and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, because these plugs are usually about twenty twenty five dollars a piece. Yeah. So if you're right. seeing these in a three pack plus, the the on and off button is on the side. Oh, that's it may better. Look smaller. 
but it's on the side of the plug, so it fits better in the socket. That is great because okay. yeah, the 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 uh, the bigger one, it you could stack two of them. They've mm-hmm. made them so they can stack, mm-hmm. but it was a little bit wide. This is nicer. Yeah, yeah, they look like your typical uh, USB about the size of your typical USB wall wart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. If you look at the pictures, so it's basically you buy two get one free at this price. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's how I'm getting all my lights on this year. <laughs> that's awesome, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Father Corey, what's your pick this week? So in in, in the uh, realm of keeping things simple, I, I picked something that we probably don't really think about, and that's uh, like an alarm clock for your bedroom. Ah. And But the alarm clock I picked is called the Capello Power Stand Alarm Clock, uh, something I picked up at Target and I really enjoy. Uh, it's a basic alarm clock. It's got you know your display that you can dim. It's got a couple of alarm settings, you know, typical alarm clock settings, and a Qi charger. And it's one of these chi chargers where it sits like a book stand or, you know, like a book display where it's instead of laying the, the, the device, your phone down, you, you rest it against this and it sits up. It works fantastic. It's just, you know, I, at night I grab my phone, I line it up on that little charger, that little cradle it sits on and it just charges. No big deal. And it's got your basic alarm settings where, um, like I said, it, it's got a dimmer. It's, it's a white LED display. LCD display, but you can dim it down to almost nothing. If you're like me, where you need a dark room, um, it's got two alarm clock settings. You know, the basic alarm clock chirp, three volume, you know, volume settings. You can even set how long your snooze is. If you're one of those people that has to hit the <laughs> snooze button, you can even say, "I want it to snooze for 30 minutes instead of five minutes." So, um, yeah, it's just it's a basic alarm clock, but it does the Qi charger is the biggest part of it. And it's about 30 bucks. I, I think I actually paid less. I think it was on sale when I bought it, but it's it works. It works great. Uh, just having that charger because I've had problems with Qi chargers before, but this just yeah. you set your phone on the cradle and it charges. Nice. And even shows you on the one nice thing it shows you on the display. It'll show green if it's charging or red if it's finished or if it's not working. Cool. So, you know, the first company that comes out with a uh, alarm clock like this but it looks like the classic vintage wood grain uh, you know radio alarm clock from the 80s that oh, every yeah. single person in the, the 80s had the GE, i was thinking <laughs> about that the ge radio clock where yes. it had the di- the manual dialing and everything. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. If the first company that comes up with that with the built-in phone charger i i'll buy one i'll buy one <laughs> i'm just telling you trademark that right now <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> the nostalgia for the old people like me all right, so I promise you my pick of the week was related to, to the uh, my my some of my Christmas gift ideas. Yes, I did get an iPhone 13 Pro. I did not get the Max this year. I've gotten the Max the last few years, and part of that was because the Max had additional functionality, especially mostly in camera that the regular Pro didn't have. And I like the bigger screen, but I look at this this phone. It's bigger than say the iPhone 12. I had an iPhone 11. Uh, pro max and it's bigger than the iphone 11 pro this 13 pro um it's uh, the 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 amount of screen real estate so it's um slightly smaller overall but bigger screen which is kind of interesting um and it's comfortable in my hand uh it's it's a great phone i love the the all the various features of it it um it has been a nice upgrade from the 11 i wouldn't have upgraded from a 12 there's not that much difference, but I really enjoy the uh, the photography is amazing. I I almost never have, feel a need to pull out. Uh, we have a I have a micro four thirds camera, you know, Panasonic camera. I almost f- never feel the need to pull it out. The only time the only thing I really want that the big camera for is if I, w- I want to get a long lens, which is expensive. So I haven't got it yet um, to do bird photos. We like, you know, our mm. family likes to do birding and uh that's the one thing you really can't get still with a a camera phone is good long distance photography, but the wide angle photography is fantastic. I, you, folks, if you're not do if you've got a phone that can do wide angle, take more photos with wide angle. You'll be surprised. It doesn't look all dist- necessarily all distorted unless you get real up close to something, but it looks. You can get some really nice landscape shots or when you're out and about with family at places, you can get some really nice uh, photos that way. It also does the macro photography where you get up real close to something. And I tell you, it is great. Frankly, 
I use it sometimes to take pictures of serial numbers on stuff because they make everything so mm-hmm. darn small. Yeah, I can't read it. So oh, it, yeah. it has been a great upgrade. I don't recommend people upgrade their phones every year. Like some techies are out there. They're like, oh, I got to get the latest thing every year. I don't upgrade every year. You know, every two years at, at minimum, I would say. And most people get away with three years. Once you hit three mm-hmm. years, what the problem you're going to start to run into is your battery isn't going to be lasting as long. Mm-hmm. And that's that's your big upgrade thing. My brother was telling me he was having, he's got an iPhone 10 that it was starting to give him error, SIM error messages. Like it was, it was getting given, um, he's like, how can I fix the SIM? I'm like, well, you, you might be able to get a new SIM from AT&T, but dude, you've got an iPhone 10, go, and you can afford it. <laughs> he can afford it. <laughs> go get an iPhone 13. You will not be sorry. So that's what mm-hmm. he did. Um, because he's going to get better battery life. I mean, that's a, three four years of phone difference there so mm-hmm. that's my i'm pick. waiting for once yes okay so good. i'm gonna good. wait another year i think yeah and like yeah, I, i've got yeah. go ahead i've gotten the habit like you say dom for three years you know i've, yeah. I've had i'm i'm this will be my second year now with the or i'll be starting my third year with the my current phone and yeah. so next year i'll probably look at upgrading but and like you said joanne about the the apple card if you if you get an apple card not mm-hmm. everyone can but uh, you know but if you can you get 3% back, so you're saving, you know, they give it, it's not 10%, I know, but, you know, 3% mm. on an expensive phone is still 3%. Uh, but you can also finance it at 0% interest over the course of a year. So I don't like getting tied in to these two-year contracts with, with my phone provider. I prefer to buy my phone direct from Apple and finance it with them. It's, it's nice and easy, and it's less expensive. I traded in my iPhone 11 uh, Pro Max. And got a a good chunk of cash for it, which is great. Um, so I I was able to you know to knock some uh, cost off of that. So that, that's something I would re- I would recommend to people checking out if they're going to be upgrading their phones. Mm-hmm. All right, that should do it I think for us this time. Uh, we would love to hear your comments on our discussion, anything that we talked about. If you have Christmas gift ideas of your own that you'd like to recommend, we we could uh, hear those from you. You can let us know by going to the show at sqpn.com slash technology. You have to do the whole word, technology. Or the SQPN Facebook page, facebook.com slash Media, Or send an email to technology at sqpn.com. You can find links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at sqpn.com. If you have not yet done so, join the StarQuest fan club, and you'll get our newsletter uh, twice a month by texting StarQuest to 66866. That's StarQuest, one word, to 66866. Uh, And a reminder, uh, programming note, we will not have an episode on Thanksgiving week. We'll be back the week after. So until next time, Father Corey Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Thank you, Dom. And Joanne Mercier, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. Quest.